beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And welcome back to the Oscaristic Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Designing Woman, where two hotties tie the knot and find out that marriage is more than just bumping naughties. Can the passions... Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Can the passions <laughs> stay lit as they encounter some shit? Very nice. This is well everybody's first time watching Designing Woman. Yes. Sort of. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes for me. So Oscar firsties. Yay. Um, I told Leanne that we were, I was watching a movie called Designing Woman. She's like, Designing Women? <laughs> I told her, you know, that's, that's the sequel to this movie. It's like when they made the sequel to Alien and it was Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd always heard of Designing Women, the uh, 90s sitcom or whatever. No, late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s. Yeah. yeah. My mom was a big fan. I watched a bit of it. Great show. Yeah. Nice. Great show. Big Delta Burke fan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Annie Potts. And Annie Potts. Love <laughs> Annie Potts. Love me some Annie Potts. Why, uh, of course, why Toy Story 3 is the Superman 4 of Toy Story films. <sighs> no Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> I didn't plan that. That just happened. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's what made it even better. Well, you know what would make it a lot better? What's that? An Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Oh, Oscar breakdown. Hi, guys. You ready? You ready to break this to break this down? Let's, let's break let's this down. Break it. Like the DX band just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, best story and screenplay written directly for the screen is the name of the title right now. That is too many words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Designing Woman gives George Wells an Academy Award. When uh, wins the end, of course, uh, it beats out Funny Face, written by Leonard Gersh. Uh, I Vitaloni, written by Federico Fellini, Tullio Pinelli, and Ineo Flaiano. Flaiano? Flaiano. Flaiano. That is a last name. I love Italian. Uh, Man of a Thousand Faces, written by Ralph Wheelwright, R. Wright Campbell, Ivan Goff, and Ben Roberts. It's a lot Man of people. Of, I was going to say Man of a Thousand Faces, more like Movie of a Thousand Writers. Come on, guys. <laughs> And The Ten Star, written by Barney Slater, Joel Kane, and Dudley Nichols. That's it. This is a 100%er. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, well let's talk about this movie. <clears throat> let's talk about this movie. You know, I liked it. I thought it was cute as shit. You know where I stand on narration, but I, I thought it was done in an interesting way that I, I actually enjoyed it in this film. Um. It it was funny. It was silly at times, and yet it was still cute. And I liked it. I liked this movie. I, I liked this movie. It was good. <laughs> well, I did not like this movie. I I just didn't. I don't know. I I I really like Lauren Bacall and Gregory Peck, and I think maybe I hyped myself up, and then I just I don't know. It uh. I, I hate the word boring because it's such a, a lackluster term to describe something, but I was just bored through much of it. I kept not, it just didn't hold my attention. And, you know, I know it's kind of a sort of a reworking of woman of the year in ways, but then it goes in you know, a different direction. So it's not the same thing, but I don't know. I didn't like 
Mike Hagen's character uh, uh, at all. I, I didn't like him. So, yeah. That's where I stand right now. All right. Paul. Well, uh, I adored this movie. I thought this was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I laughed throughout the entire thing. Good. This was wonderful. And its actors had all the chemistry in the world. And they were nice to look at. This movie was a lot of good. It was real good. Yeah, it was good. Good movie. Yeah. Mm. Do more movies like this. <laughs> I just want a, a, a movie with, uh, with just Maxie. Yes, absolutely. That's all. That's what I yeah. want. When they introduced like, Maxie in the narration roundup at the beginning, I was like, this is <laughs> my favorite character of this movie already. And yep. he sure shit was through the rest of it. <laughs> it was him, him and the director. The director was a hoot and or a holler. And or a holler. Yeah, take off my shiny glove because I can't function. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, I'm I'm curious. So you just I will admit, Zach, that the the beginning again. I, I just felt like my attention wasn't drawn to it to the point where I kind of still don't know, but kind of gather the pieces maybe of Dolores Gray's character and her. Like I completely lost why the ravioli got spilled. Everything once the ravioli got spilled, I felt like that's when the movie turned on for me. Uh, the ramp only got spilled because he was telling the woman that he was involved with before he left for California all about the new girl that he met and how much he was in love with her and wouldn't shut up about her. Yeah. At first she was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But the more and more he described her, then her maybe some of her jealousy started coming out and then she kicked the gotcha. the ravioli. Okay. Um, and that, that visual of him standing up with ravioli all over his pants. Hilarious. It was great. That, that oh, was my pretty God. good. All right. I'm looking at the cast of characters. It was, uh, let's see, Alvy Moore, Luke. Was that the the choreographer guy? What was his character's name? The guy was, was dancing. I want to say <clears throat> it was either him or Jack Cole. Jack Cole. Randy. Jack Cole was Randy. Oh, maybe not now. Yeah, Randy. Randy was Randy, Randy was his name. Was, okay. okay, yes. Oh, he is choreographer. There you go. Jack Cole. Very good. Randy Owens. Randy. God, he was so when he fun. came in and started fighting. Yes, I was gonna say that. That was that my shit. favorite part of the, <laughs> my movie. I, of the movie, I'm glad I you know hang on hung on for that because where, yeah. where your man your main character halfway through the movie is questioning his manhood and then he comes right. out and beats the shit out of everybody. Well, exactly. especially like he pulls out. He's like, "Is my wife and my two kids and." You know what? If you want, I'll beat the shit out of you. You want that? <laughs> like I'll do it with style. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I I shouldn't have looked anything up at the movie beforehand because um because it's there. There's language out here that's like, oh, it's a reworking of Woman of the Year, but and and that bothered me. Which I see as like a very base level but as a reworking it's a completely different beast like it shares two things in common he's a sports writer and they get married too quick yeah and that causes that causes silliness and then she's like 
high society or like she's at least a very sociable person when they start their relationship and he doesn't like her friends like that. I mean, it really it? just, but it feels like they also made everything work. Like, yeah, yeah, there was some frustrations with the whole two different types of people that you had, but it only looked like frustration and some genuine concern because yeah, if Mickey came in my house, I'd be a little concerned for the guy, potentially my safety, but you, you find out that he's just lovable as hell. Yeah, and and when he's loyal to you, he will literally punch the shit out of anybody for you. Cross-eyed. Everybody. Cross-eyed. <laughs> Cross-eyed. Uh, and I think this takes all the things that didn't work about Woman of the Year and yep. absolutely, like John says, he made, it really just shapes it differently and makes it work if it if it's a rework, which again, I think at a very base level, they share some similarities. But like when it comes down to the end of it, like the it's two different people mm -hmm. and neither one of them ever like really has the upper hand. They're not yeah. they're not given an upper hand. Like in Woman of the Year, they <clears throat> they make you think that Spencer Tracy is like the greatest good and and he he's like giving her all the business and this he gives her business, but his business is all fucked up too. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of why I didn't like his character is because so much is, I mean, I know it's a movie, but I just get frustrated by why if um, you literally just got married after a few days. Why wouldn't she think that you'd been with a woman before and the whole, ripping up the picture and her going crazy over seeing the picture. And, uh, well, it, it wasn't that he had been with a woman before. Cause you know, she, she, she tells him about all the guys she was with right before. Like it wasn't about that. It was that he was continuously lying to her about this specific woman yeah. who ended up in her sphere. Yeah. And he's, he's like, Oh, I don't know that person. She's like, yeah, you do. Yep. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which and I thought, yeah, it was great because he was an idiot. Like, yeah. he, it and, was literally just like, dude, this is not a big deal that you are making a fucking big deal. Yeah. Right. And at no point, like, the movie even ends with him being an idiot. Mm -hmm. And they're just kind of like, look, he he's dumb. The, the <laughs> script, the directing, everything tells you this guy is a fucking moron. But he's a lovable moron, and he will do anything to try to protect you. Mm. Yeah. And while while I don't really like the messaging of you know, hey, just believe his lie and move on. Like, yeah. At well. the same time, it's like, okay, we we've we've reached kind of an understanding. Yeah. Like she knows the truth, and she knows it's there's good intent behind it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I just it's it's also nice to see you know. Uh, an actor who plays characters that you, you fucking, you know, you respect the shit out of mm -hmm. play an idiot. And, and he's, and he's so good at it. But. And he's so goddamn handsome. Like, oh God. <laughs> like, like I, I, think... I, I know we gush over some handsome actors from time to time, but Gregory fucking Peck, dude, Gregory like, fucking Peck. Yeah. like my, my, my letterbox review is just lie to me about the green Bay Packers, Gregory Peck. <laughs> 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 you know, I do love him and I, he is handsome, but unfortunately for some reason I didn't like him in the role. I didn't I didn't didn't do it for me. I, I think it's I think his comedic timing is spot on. Mm. He's 
he's selling the dopiness, but the 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 big heart at the same time. I think he's incredible in this film, and the fact that you know he's going to move on to do High Noon soon, and he's mm. able to yeah. put this one in the bank. Or has done High Noon? I uh, just had his IMDb up. Literally yeah. just. I feel like we just talked about that not too long ago on the uh, Library okay. Congress or something. Uh, Roman Holiday. He's been in Roman Holiday already. God, he's so mm-hmm. good. You know, I said High Noon. I didn't mean High Noon. I was thinking because that was Gary uh, Cooper. Right? As Gary Cooper, my my brain is nowhere right now. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking to kill a mockingbird, and I said High Noon. Yeah, that's that's a few years down the road right now. Sixty two yep. or something. Yep, sixty two. Yep. <clears throat> well done. Oh, and we'll be seeing him in How the West Was Won soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I do enjoy a classic rom com where. We're in like, you know, especially, you know, my wife being a huge fan of especially like 90s rom-coms and mm-hmm. kind of since then where they all just feel like exactly the same to me. Right. Uh, this one definitely felt a bit a, a different, even though it is older. Um, it, it just I, I like the shit out of it. I really did. I thought it was a damn fine film. No, I'm not going to sit here and argue too much against it because i'm glad you guys enjoyed it so, no i'd well, love we, to i'd know i yeah we want to hear like more of your talking points sir so no, we, i don't really know somebody, even... listen i'm the guy i'm the guy that's like ah, i didn't fucking like it it was yeah. okay and then you guys are like no you're fucking wrong you're an idiot you fat fuck like, <laughs> now we get to say that no. no i um i don't know i like the early on i felt some of the the chemistry between Marilla and Mike, but as the movie went on, I I don't know that I believe the situations. I I I don't know why Marilla was fighting for him so much when he was lying so much, other than you know, he's Gregory Peck. But well, I, I think the whole point of that was not so much that <clears throat> fighting for him because he was lying; it was trusting him, even though there's that you know thing in the back of her head that's saying no. No, something's not right here. So, and then her trying to, you know, get to the bottom of it while at the same time completely missing this whole other fucking B story that's going on with him and the fucking mob. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, and I think it's, I think it's less that he's like, he's lying to her about this one thing. And, you know, he says, we had this whirlwind romance and we lived together for like a month. So they've really, they've really gotten to know each other on multiple levels. It's just that this one piece of his past that he is trying to hide for whatever reason he's trying to hide. And that's kind of the messiest thing about this movie is I don't understand why he's like so adamant about hiding it. Like that is the plot point that kind of stuck with me. So I'm like, dude, why? Yeah. Like, I, but I liked that. Like, I just liked that. It was just the dumbest thing. Like, dude, seriously, if you're just like, yeah, no, I banged her. Okay. Like, this would be over. She'd be like, oh, well, that's weird. All right, bye. Like, no, we're cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that it was just this stupid thing. While his life was literally, like, where he, he in kept jeopardy. Po- <laughs> he kept poking the bear of this 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 one bear. Yeah. And she, and she knew about that because when he, when he sits down next to them at the boxing match, 
he's like, oh, this is a uh, this is Martin Daler. Daler, this is my wife, and she's like, oh, Martin Daler, like the guy in your. Oh my god! So she she knows he's like continuing to poke this bear. Yeah. So he's not hiding that part of his life, yeah. but then he hides how much danger he's in. Which again, he's he's like he's an idiot. He thinks that like hiding out in a in a hotel and saying writing pieces from quote unquote on the road is going to like keep him and her safe and just makes a bigger mess of things. Yeah. Like Which I think is it's another one of those things. This is just a movie of a comedy of errors. And I love that. Like mm. yeah, stupid shit like like the dog. Like, of course he was gonna get caught because this weird dog that everybody apparently knows is about to jump into their fucking arms. <laughs> Like when she comes to the apartment at the end and it takes her by surprise, you see her almost drop him. Good on her for, for holding on to that dog. Yeah, right. Mm. That's not a that was not a small poodle. Like uh, all all the pieces are there, and I I like it on paper. It just didn't do for me on the screen for some reason. Sometimes it doesn't. I I liked pretty much everything about this movie. I I definitely enjoyed it. I think just had a good time watching. Yeah. All right. I mean, I was laughing through the entire thing. That whole like ending fight sequence is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Yes, mm. I liked right. it. I, I, I like that. I like that fight scene. That was a uh, very well done, very well choreographed. Um, the absurdity of that was pretty cool. All right, gents. Well, anybody got any additional notes? Um, just want to talk about George Wells for a minute because I <clears throat> am. Uh-oh. A fan of some of his other films. Sure. Okay. Because uh, he also wrote Take Me Out to the Ball Game in 1949. The uh, Gene Kelly, um, Frank Sinatra musical about baseball. Oh. Just, just one of the good old-timey musicals. And uh, apparently got nominated for a Writers Guild Award for that. But then lost out to On the Town, the other Gene Kelly Frank Sinatra musical that came out that year, <laughs> which is honestly the better of the two, even as much as I love baseball. Uh, he did uncredited work on the Stratton story, which, you know, it's the, another baseball film starring, um, Ooh, brain just died. Jimmy Stewart. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he wrote summer stock, the, uh, the Judy Garland, Gene Kelly musical. I really went into the musicals yeah. around this time. Uh, and and then he writes this after all of those. Of course, wins the Oscar for it. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, he also wrote uh, Angels in the Outfield. What? Yeah. The, the, the original. original. 1951. Nice. Okay. Uh, which is also great. Um, yeah, he's just a, a writer that I've I've been a fan of for a long time, and I'm glad I finally saw this film. Nice. All right. Well, let's get into then the library of congress all right is this in and what year did it go in if you think it is i don't think it is i do not either it is not uh which is a shame i feel Uh, but it could get in soon who knows always putting stuff in uh but films that are in from 1957 include 310 to yuma 12 angry men the Best Picture winner, Bridge on the River Kwai. The, uh, the, a Face in the Crowd, starring Andy Griffith. Uh, we'll 
give a shout out to the incredible shrinking man and uh we'll give a shout out to uh you know what the only good kubrick film paths of glory <laughs> i'm kidding strange love is also good jonathan you should see paths of glory i think you'll really enjoy it that one is actually good all the way is it, yeah, it from start to finish kirk, okay. kirk douglas is it but it's kubrick before kubrick like started really enjoying kubrick's the smell of kubrick's farts ah okay gotcha hey it's on tubi it's, yeah it's really good nice all right well now it's time to get into our worsty judgment it's just a minor extra note on paths of glory it's only 88 minutes long Ooh, yes. nice nice quick watch i like that um all right uh i'll stop talking about paths of glory now <laughs> all right well zach does this movie deserve best original screenplay you know looking here being a nerd reading while you're talking uh, um nerd. <clears throat> i watched a part of another movie from here i started watching funny face which i'd never seen before oh that's um which I I was loving the visual style. I was liking the music. I was loving Audrey Hepburn's performance, but I just hate musicals. Know. Well, I I I don't love all musicals, and I didn't like uh, it. It bothered me when uh, Fred Astaire kissed her, and I was like, well, I don't know. There's, this is kind of weird. So I just I. <laughs> like you're 30 years older and you look 30 years older and then she's like singing a lovey-dovey song after that and i was like okay i i'm not in the mood for this so i i didn't finish it i'll may i'll, I'll go back to it sometime but um the other movie i did watch because you know i'm a fleeny guy i watched i Vitaloni and i thought that was incredible you know call me martin scorsese because i love italian cinema um and i think out of those three films this one definitely had the best uh i Loney had the best uh writing so i think that should have won it's kind of funny that i guess it has to do with american release of course but this is a 53 film and la strada came out in 54 but it was nominated earlier funny maybe this got released because la strada had success but probably no no i do not think it deserved best original screenplay all right. Well, I have not seen any of the other ones. So I'm going to say yes, it does. But I also think even if I probably had, probably would have. I did want to actually watch Man of a Thousand Faces, but I did not get around to it. I'm the worst. But uh, that being said, yeah, I, 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 this movie's good. And I think it deserved it. Paul. Um. Okay, so... The only other one I've watched is Funny Face. Funny Face, also a great film. Just amazing. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, I wish I would have watched the uh, the Fellini film so I could tell Zach how wrong he is about mm. that deserving it over this movie because it deserved best original screenplay. I'm sure I'd be wrong. Don't don't take that as anything. I'm just <laughs> giving Zach a hard time because I'm a terrible friend. No. You need to give me a hard time. I need more hard times. <laughs> All right. My life's too soft. I'm getting baby getting, getting weak in my old age. Wish there were more. 
bad times. Um, I yeah, uh, I'm gonna say yes because uh, I'd probably put Funny Face like right on the same plane as this, and if that would have won, I would also been fine with it because I think the film's a lot of fun. So I'll uh, I'll get around to watch a more Fellini at some point. I like Fellini. I don't. I never fell in love with. I got you. Is another little uh, you know, people can accuse of smelling his own farts. Yeah, and you know I like some of those directors. Uh, I just also like this film. Good popcorn entertainment. Yeah. All right. Well, Zach. Hi. Is this the worst best original screenplay? You know what? If Woodrow Wilson wasn't a piece of shit, I might actually have put this at the bottom, as shocking as that might sound. Because I did not enjoy it. And, but, I can't put it below Wilson because it's not actively hurting anybody. But I did put it at my number 15, and I I gave it two and a half stars. I did not enjoy this piece of work, so I've got it down there. Down there. Down there. There. Um, I feel like I keep putting movies in this exact spot. Or at least have number eight. A lot. It's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, an American in Paris is a is a is I think a, a really tough first wall to hit uh, to get past. And I like uh, that you have both the Vincent Minnelli films right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a movie that I think is good, uh, but it is good. I kind of made it a point not to say this was a great film. I think uh, it's uh, tough for rom-coms to be great. Hey. I think no. there, they, listen, I it, think there are iconic rom-coms out the, there. The real good ones stand out, I guess. But I, I yeah, think when, it's hard for them to be great films. When, yeah, the problem with a lot of them is that they, they just, one does it really, really fucking well, and then the rest of them go, oh, just do that. Yeah. Yeah, just just follow that, and then they all feel like that. See, and that's and that's the problem with rom coms is they're very formulaic, and they also have a a problem or not a problem, but I guess a uh, a test really that you have to do because you do really have to balance the the comedy to where it's either if if it gets too silly, then you start losing a lot of the uh, obviously seriousness of it, but at least the uh, the romanticism of the relationship. Um, yeah. So, and, but and, and this movie, I think, does it really well. I, yeah. I think it balanced perfectly. I think when when they need to be like hyper stylized and very silly, it, it takes a really good writer or director mm-hmm. to find how to to take that hyper stylization and make you care through it. Yep. And I think I'm mostly mostly thinking down with love. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of rom coms have the issue of just having that uh, comedic relief character carry the whole thing. And I'm happy that this film did not do that. Like everybody was funny in their own different ways, whether it just be the idiocy of Gregory Peck or just the, I don't know if you'd even say the naivete of Laura McCall, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like just everybody carried their weight. And then, you yeah, know, there's like- Mickey Shaughnessy. who was just there to just pepper on that extra little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, I like that they they give her a naivete, but they don't make her like an innocent on. Ex- yes, like mm-hmm. which, which is a really tough balance. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Paul, 
Do you think this is the worst best regional screenplay? Uh, no, I don't think it's the worst best original screenplay. Um, I will say, as I said, this is a good movie. It's very good popcorn entertainment. I had a real fun time watching it. Uh, I've put it down at my number 11, but it's at my number 11 with four stars, and Titanic is at my number 12 with four stars. So, so you know, it's, it's still up, up there, but it's weird that we're, we have 17 films and this is as low as it is, but I, I couldn't put it over Great McGinty. And I definitely couldn't put it over Bachelor and Bobby Saxer, which I think is one of the most charming things we've watched. Mm-hmm. And this this film charmed me. Yeah, I, I felt charmed 100%. I did not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that kind of. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got excited there. So no, so okay. we're we're the two other sisters on Charmed. He's Shannon Doherty and he's going to be leaving the show. I guess. OK, he doesn't yeah. feel charmed anymore. But at least we get Rose McGowan. That makes me Ooh. happy. Yeah. <laughs> that was an upgrade. You yeah. can be Alyssa Milano. I want to be the third sister whose name I never remember. Nice. <laughs> I, I never watched that show. Sadly. I, I, I caught episodes. So that's about it. Yeah, it's the same here. Like it wasn't a. a unfortunately, that was around, around in my high school and college days where yeah. I just wasn't watching a lot of live television. So mm-hmm. when I didn't catch it, just didn't catch it. And right. I never really bothered to go back and catch up with it. And I'm just not sure in my old age that it's going to be a priority. Yep. Yeah. I just looked at it as, eh, this is kind of trying to ride that whole Buffy angel mm-hmm. supernatural thing. And I just feel like those are two better shows. So why should I watch the lesser of the three? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good show and it's a fun show, but it's a lot like it. It's very popcorn entertainment. It wasn't yeah. trying to be really much of anything else. And, you know, when they had the very special episodes, they were good. They were real good. All right. Well, I think that is where we are going to call it here. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and on Letterboxd at Alter underscore Occam. I was given homework to watch four 2023 films. I watched one. <laughs> Yay. Hey, for... To be fair to everybody out there listening, he asked for this homework. I asked for the homework, and I just did not do it. Uh, but I did watch Bottoms. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. It was okay. <laughs> damn, you guys. I wish I enjoyed that movie more. I really did. But honestly, you should, you like, <sighs> I, I enjoyed moments of the film. Like, And I, I feel like that's what it was, was just really funny and great moments. But as a whole, eh. I. I think, but um, I, it needs a rewatch because there's a lot of like shit in the background of that movie. That I think it's makes one of those, it even hilarious. I think I think it's one of those films you're going to appreciate more the more you watch it. Because that's probably the case. Was amazing. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think um, I've been I haven't had time to sit down and write my review of it yet. But I think the one thing I wish is that it would have gone more into the absurdity. There's a little bit of uh, I don't want to call it. Um, identity crisis because there's yeah it it just needed to go a little more absurd because there were moments that seemed like it was in reality and then it wasn't back and forth and that's that was part of my issue too is like is like when it was being just like what the fuck come on that's that that's where it was good but they didn't lean into it the entire movie and i you could end up being in a situation though where it just kind of seems like a uh one of those Wayans Brothers movies where it's like that kind of like scary movie shit like that, where it's just kind of just absurd the entire time. Mm. 
but I think you're right. I think the balance between the absurdity and kind of bringing it down to earth was a little bit, you know, it it, it felt like it, like very, you said, had an identity very well crisis. Balanced. Yeah, I got you. The movie knew what it was the whole time. But that fucking fight scene was great. <laughs> that yeah. final, like, it's like that guy's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah, we, we'll, we we'll, a lot of people. We'll, uh, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what I watched this week. But Zach, where do people find you? Find me on Critic or Zach, or Zach, E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name. I watched, uh, Ratcatcher. So I, I watched another one of the Wes Anderson shorts. Um, that one was, <laughs> this Ray Fiennes, just, you know, he, he can do it all. Um, and that was. Ray, Ray Fiennes, five tool player. Amazing. Yeah. It, I, um. You know, a little, a little below uh, Henry Sugar, but still enjoyed it. And there's some interesting things going on visually there that um, kind of some new territory for Wes a little bit. So I like that. And then I've just been listening to some music. Sufjan Stevens' new album is amazing, and I cry and I love it. So I'll say that. Which uh, which state is he on now? <laughs> uh, Javelin. He only did Illinois and Michigan. What's wrong with him? Yeah, I know. Javelin. Yeah, Javelin. Javelin Come on, State. Man, we got 48 more states. Yep. Javelin State. My favorite college. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Shark Dressman on TikTok, where Just Tabby and I are covering all sorts of shark related content. You can follow me at Father of the Fear, maybe, on uh, some things. Uh, mm. Maybe a. Uh, I forgot what that fucking thing's called. Instagram. And on Letterboxd, where I keep running tally of all the films I watch, I, I watched three 2023 movies this week, and I'm very excited about Ooh. that. What'd you see? I uh, I watched Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. Which is way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. That still so, shocks me. <clears throat> the, eh, yeah. The, the racing cinematography on that movie is balls to the wall. It's so good. Um, and uh, David Harbour's performance is second to none. That guy is nice. so good. Cool. Um, so yeah, for film that's just a uh, last starfighter, but racing, but in real life, good stuff. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so we we're waiting until the SAG strike lifts to release any more shark movies. Um. But for Shark Dress Men, you can look for the upcoming review of Meg to the Trench. Mm. I'll tease that out right now for everyone. Uh, the third act is the most fun of the movie. The rest of it is fine. But once it hits the third act, it, it's, it's such a good time. I, I wish they could have condensed, like, chopped about 20 minutes out of the movie and made the rest of it flow a little bit better. But uh, yeah, everything that happens at the end of the movie is so much fun. And that should have been the whole movie. Uh, and then uh, just tonight, uh, we watched a movie with a dinner and we watched the new Spy Kids Armageddon on oh. Netflix. Uh-huh. See, I wonder what you thought of that film. Well, what do you think I thought of this film? I I'm think hoping that it was everything you wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Zach? I, I'm hoping it's everything you wanted, because if it wasn't, I'd be severely disappointed. I'm debating whether or not this is my favorite Spy Kids film. Uh, yes. 
like I I really like all the time in the world. I don't think it's as good as one through three, but this one was so much fun. And Billy Magnuson as the villain is incredibly good. Mm. And uh, for a children's film, it has a lot to say about the prison industrial complex. Oh my. <laughs> it's, it's kind of insane. Um, yeah. once they were like dropping all that shit in that movie, it's like this, this might be the best one of these. And that's saying a lot because I love Spike Kids too. I think Spike Kids too is mm. probably like one of the top five best sequels ever made. Awesome. If there's one thing in, in life, I believe it's that you deserve to love, enjoy, and 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 receive good Spy Kids movies. Yeah. And now there's no bad Spy Kids movies. I'll say that all the time in the world is probably the weakest of them. And I still think I gave that like four stars. I don't I probably gave it five stars on Letterboxd because fuck people and <laughs> Yeah, Letterbox is not uh <laughs> not enjoying that film. Did not enjoy Spy Kids Armageddon. It's at one point eight out of five. Jesus. Well see, and that's see, and this is this is what happens when bald white guys in their thirties are <laughs> the majority of people on a website they're so yes. fucking self-serious and they can't have any fun like the two people on my friends list who have watched this movie like people that followed me so i followed them back gave it one star why what did you think this fucking movie was gonna be and on top right. of it that movie was still probably better than what you thought it was gonna be because you saw you saw a couple of kids in uh, hyper stylized computer animated environments, and you went, I don't like this. This isn't Stanley Kubrick. You see, now I, I'm a self serious bald white guy, but the difference with me is I, I normally look at something and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm probably not going to enjoy that, so I'm not going to trash it on purpose. But these people that watch a brand new movie knowing that they're going to rate it badly, they, that sucks. I, you know, I and like oh, and Cinema Joe gave this a one star. Fuck him. Yeah, um, he said, uh, "Jesus, start the rapture." Yeah, yeah. Self serious white guys. I'm gonna go unfollow him on fucking TikTok now. He doesn't no, deserve sorry. my. He doesn't deserve my follow saying something like that. Fair enough. And, <laughs> sorry, I just yeah. I don't understand. I literally don't understand. These movies are all great. They're all a lot of fun. They're all uh, an independent filmmaker having a good time making movies for children. And again, this one's like, hey, we we fucking hate the in prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm putting this review is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> Captured live on the air. There, I just typed it out. Fuck you, Cinema Joe. I hope you listen to this one day and hear me say, fuck you. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm, I, <laughs> uh, report this review contains abuse. What, your comment? No, I, you, I, just, oh, report, oh. I just reported this review. <laughs> but it contains abuse. And it is abusive. Bottoms is doing very well on Letterboxd, though. People, it should. People get it. Yeah. Should. 
I also give that five stars. I give Spike his Armageddon five stars. I give that five stars because they're both equally great. Also, everybody should give more things five stars because every art deserves to be loved. Paul, that skews. I can't give everything five stars. <laughs> everything. It's all subjective and nothing means anything. <laughs> Ironic detachment for life. Hey, Zach, what are we watching next week? <laughs> well, we are watching a film called The Defiant Ones. And you can watch that on Pluto TV, Amazon Prime, or rent it on Vudu. Excellent. Yes. Well, with that, let's thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. I'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod And on Facebook, the Oscarusty Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Yes, we uh, we do deserve five stars, and you know I'll stand in solidarity and say fuck Cinema Joe. Um, designing woman, women are wonderful. Women are wonderful, especially design. They they can design their own world and sit and shit. Cinema Joe's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like Spy Kids. Jesus fucking Christ, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm only being supportive, hyperbolic. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, for Jonathan and Zach and the shit in Cinema Joe's coffee, <laughs> like, <laughs> have a damn fine day. <laughs>